that is different from another project manager or, or a, a project manager in your frame of reference. What do they do? What makes them tick? What makes them you know, get up out of bed and feel passionate about what they do? Because I, when someone decides to engage with a service provider or buy a product, they want to know them a little bit more. And they once they know them, they determine if they like them a little bit more. And once they determine if they like them, then they trust them. And then so the, you know, the proverbial circle goes between that no like trust model. And what better way to facilitate that than to tell the story? Because again, that's what's going to distinguish you from, from someone else. Why you do what you do and how you do it. It's how you're going to make that connection with someone who's invariably going to determine whether they're going to engage with your product or service, spend time on your website, learn more about you. Hi, and welcome to the Sunday Lunch Project Manager podcast for Sunday, the 29th of October, 2023. This is your host, Nigel Creaser, and today we have Rob Wozni on the show. This is part one. So I have a number of sponsors, affiliate links, um, in the way that it's set up um, that have kindly allowed me to uh, um, share their services really. The first one um, is Mike Clayton and Mike runs PM online PM courses and it is a great resource for um, getting those fundamentals of project management uh, trained, reasonably priced uh, and Mike um, presents it in an accessible and um, uh, clear manner. Um, you can check out some of his um, uh, videos on, on his YouTube channel and kind of give you a view of where they are. But um, the, the code for that, if you go to nigelcreaser.com slash online PM courses, all, all one word, lowercase, that'll redirect you to it. Um, there's varying different levels that you can um, buy. You can buy individual courses, you can buy pathways as well if you like um, and I get a kickback off those uh, Mike kindly uh, shares me that so um, if you do jump on and use it I hope you find it really useful um, I think he has money back guarantees and things like that as well so there's a very limited risk um, on that so uh, jump on that and that again it's nigelcreaser.com slash online pm courses and enjoy Hi, it's Nigel again. Um, if you are listening to this, that means that you are listening to the old style of the podcast. Um, you may like the old style of having it split into two pieces, but I know some of my listeners didn't. So what I've done, I have created the option for you to be able to listen to everything all in one go. You don't have to wait till next week. You could get it now. Uh, at the moment, it's just on Spotify. We'll be coming on Patreon as well. Um, costs you... Was it three quid plus the VAT? I think it is. Um, over a month. And that means you get the whole thing all in one go. So uh, the other advantage, that'll be coming out on a Sunday. This one, you will notice, have just come out Monday. Wouldn't make a make big difference, really. But there you go. You've got it. Um, you've got that choice. Helps me 
uh, invest in um, uh, better equipment and uh, maybe uh, a few other bonus items going forward. So if you can spare essentially a cup of coffee uh, once a month uh, and you get the benefit of getting it earlier and getting it all together. So um, pop along to Spotify, uh, have a look in there where it is and there's there'll be a, a little lock sign against um, one called number 132 slash 133, uh, John Henny, the voice coach. And that's the combined one. And you should be able to click on there, do what Spotify tells you to do to register and put all your payments in. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, the, the only thing, if you have done that and you do do it, I don't know if I get details on it yet. It's very new. So send me um, a ping me a message through whatever medium uh, you can get hold of me and you'll get a mention on the show so again thanks very much and uh, let you carry on with the show cheers now today i'm delighted to welcome rob wasney to the show um, rob has served in some major senior communications content and editorial roles ranging from vice president communications and content lead spokesperson for major league sports and entertainment companies um, to senior lead news anchor, supervising producer in leading Canadian newsrooms. Um, Rob's storytelling has been recognized by Canadian Association of Broadcasters, International Association of Firefighters and the Manitoba Major Motion Picture Industry Association. He's currently the co-owner of a boutique publicity and content marketing firm Sound Strategy Communications, which has served a diverse range of clients since 2006. Uh, well positioned to deliver insightful and credible business storytelling training, Rob has earned the trust of prominent leaders and business owners who regularly seek his counsel and strategic vision. So I'm to say I'm delighted to have Rob on the show. We talked a little bit before. Rob, welcome to the show. Let, let people know a little bit about you, a little bit more than that little glimpse. Thanks, Nigel. It's really great to be here. I've been looking forward to this uh, for a while. Uh, I think you've covered it from a professional standpoint. I work with business and organizational leaders to help them train them to tell their stories and to amplify it with the media. Uh, and it's uh, something that I've been working on one way or the other for the past 25 years, either as a content producer, as a journalist, storyteller, corporate communicator, uh, and all points in between. And that's my journey to this point. Fantastic. And where are you? You're in Canada, Winnipeg, I think you said, isn't it? Correct. Yes. Uh, right in the center of Canada. If you looked at the U.S. border, between the U.S. border and Canada, if you look right in the middle, we're about, uh, about 200 kilometers north of that U.S. border, right in the middle. Brilliant. So today we've obviously got on, we, we spoke on email um, or, or through one of the, the podcast connection tools. Yeah. Um, we were chatting about... Um, about storytelling, and and I, I know that you were surprised at my interest in from my profession of, of project management and my listeners how I sort of saw the storytelling being there. Well, before we kind of dive into those details, my my gassy beer I just had drinking me a bit of a belcher. Um, uh, the, uh, this professional as ever this show, guys. Um, so what what? What got you into storytelling? Why, why did you end up doing that? And what made you realize that actually there was a business benefit for it? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I kind of caught the bug uh, even in early in elementary school in grade six when we had uh, a local radio team. The co-host came down to our class and, and talked about what it was like to host a, a radio show at the time. And I just thought, what a fascinating career. And just kind of hung on to that for some reason through my school years. And, and you know, right into my teens, I started working, volunteering wherever I could behind the scenes. Uh, at a local cable access station and then just working my way up. It's just the the ability to connect and communicate and share something so meaningful through the power of story and how it transcends through a number of professions, which I've had the, you know, the remarkable opportunity to enjoy these various professions that rely on storytelling. Uh, it's been a fascinating journey and just to be able to connect and that indelible connection that storytelling facilitates between two people or organization or business and customers or stakeholders or audiences or, or pick whomever you're trying to serve. You know, storytelling is such a powerful means to make that connection to the people that matter the most. Cool. So if, if we look at, at storytelling from your perspective then, and, and, and again, let's try and connect it to the project management thing. A lot of people will listen and go, well, that's marketing. It's where you're selling stuff to people. That's where yep. you see the storytelling being used. That's where an advert is a story uh, at the end of the day, a piece of um, marketing material in some ways is a story. And, and But what, where do you see that storytelling transcending beyond that? That's a great question, Nigel. I think the, the differentiation is that there's there's so much opportunity to tell your story and there's so much business that are utilizing this this opportunity to share who they are and what they do and i think that is ultimately what distinguishes you or makes you different from one business to another or in, in the case of uh, project managers it's project managers you could lump them all into one group but that would be unfair so to just to make them distinguishable from one to another it's their story so what is Nigel's story? What is it that Nigel does that is different from another project manager or, or a, a project manager in your frame of reference? What do they do? What makes them tick? What makes them you know, get out of bed and feel passionate about what they do? Because I, when someone decides to engage with a service provider or buy a product, they want to know them a little bit more. And they, once they know them, they determine if they like them a little bit more. And once they determine if they like them, then they trust them. And then so the, you know, the proverbial circle goes between that no like trust model. And what better way to facilitate that than to tell the story? Because again, that's what's going to distinguish you from, from someone else. Why you do what you do and how you do it. It's how you're going to make that connection with someone who's invariably going to determine whether they're going to engage with your product or service spend time on your website, learn more about you. Okay, I can, I can kind of see that. I can see at that, that corporate level quite, quite, quite well there. I suppose it's, it's dri driving down in there with, and, and the bit that I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate because I kind of, as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh yeah, I can get it yeah. straight away. I, I, from an, in, from my own personal point of, point of view, where I could see that I've, to a great or lesser extent, used storytelling um to and i think i like the point that you said there about the different project managers the original start of this po podcast the, the original aim of interviews that i did was to interview project managers and 
find out how they got to being a project manager and what they've done and what they learned. So it was very much about them telling their war stories about and their um, experiences um, in the corporate career around how they got to being a project manager. So I can see how it's um, skilling up in storytelling is useful. Um, I think it's it can be difficult sometimes for people where, well, we're trying to do something with hard facts here. So why are we telling a story? Why have we got to relate it to something else? And and, and I've always, analogies um, for me are things that I've used um, probably too much at times um, to, to try it or, par or even parodies as well to, to kind of get the point across. And, and I think that the, the where I was coming from, I, I kind of like to get your view on this really, is as a project manager, I have stakeholders. And all of those stakeholders, whether they be my team, my um, sponsor, um, the people being influenced by the changes that are going on, the people who are paying for the changes that are going on, um, or people who are, who are going to benefit from them that may not even know so much about what's going on there. Each of those would benefit. As we go through a project, we've got to convince a, a business, we've got to write a business case. Yep. A business case, project initiation or proposal, if it's a commercial kind of setup. To me, that's a story. And I know when I've talked, when I've talked with, with different people, right, let's read through the proposal. I can't quite understand the story of what, what's happened here, what's going through on yep. here. And then, when I think at the other end of it, when I'm, I'm, I've been in situations where I've been talking to a change advisory board that is the gatekeeper for me to be able to put a project live, and you've got the, the, the what the change is and what's going to happen and how you're going to, if there's a problem, what you're going to, there's a story about what you're doing there in, in, in my mind. And, and because you're, and it, maybe I'm taking it a little step too far on it, but it feels like all of those conversations are very small bite-sized stories and are you using the same skills that you talk that you talk about and the way that you sort of like teach people and advise people is that the same sort of stuff or am i kind of conflating things together no i think you're absolutely on the right path like for example particularly you talk about your team members which is probably one of your most important stakeholder groups one of your audience right you have to get your team on the same page and what better way to get them on the same page and understanding, let's say if you're, a, a, by example, a large project management firm and you want to communicate to your current clients, new clients and, and other stakeholders, what are key priorities? Like what is it that we're ultimately trying to, who we're trying to serve, what we're trying to do as a large project management firm? You need to have your team, your, your stakeholders, your employees all on that same page. But even more important than that is that motivating factor to have your team members feeling good, feeling motivated about what you're doing as a project management firm. So having a, a storytelling strategy. So let's say it's the, um, the managing partner of a project management firm explaining, uh, here's why I'm leader. Here's my vision for it. Here's my personal story, why I got into this and how I choose to I'm leading this firm because it also galvanizes what, what that firm is trying to do and it cascades down through the team and to go from there and then it, it works its way up externally as well. So it's kind of like this 360 process in which storytelling facilitates that. So very much so that it does create 
what you do externally is what you can do internally as well too from a storytelling perspective Nigel. No, I see that. So it's if, if we, because I'm, I'm just trying to think of how, how does it differ from just telling someone what's happening or telling something what we're going to do? When you, when, you, when you talk about storytelling, how would you see that different from just informing someone about something, say that, that vision or whatever, putting it on a poster, sticking it on a wall? What, what, how would you distinguish between the two? Well, you know, if we're, we're, we're talking in the realm and then and being um, to, to maximum value, which is a value which is primarily project manager. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking primarily from, from that perspective. If you'd like me to go beyond that, feel free to just uh, challenge me to go further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll focus on that stuff, and then we can maybe. Okay. So from a, you know, from a project management point of view, if I am uh, looking for the services of a project manager, there are, I mean, you can go online, right? And you can probably find dozens and dozens and dozens, uh, even within your, you know, your geographic region. So what is ultimately going to determine, hey, am I going to go with uh, service provider A, B, C, or D? And really there's, there's seconds, right? Between clicking between websites and looking at content, but you know, research will show us what draws you in is story. You know, that is the connector which draws people in. And once they take a look at your story and think, hey, I've, there's a connection there. Something that, for example, Nigel said in what he does and how he does it is a little bit different and more in alignment with my values and how I do business and how I want my business served with a project manager. And storytelling facilitates that through a number of mediums. It can be through a video, it can be through a web page article, it could be through a meme on us or a GIF on social media. There's a number of ways to do it, to connect. And that of course goes to a larger uh, conversation about strategy and where you want to go with it. But it really boils down to that core storytelling, that intimate connection that you can create. Because, you know, in a space, even on, you know, when someone's watching this video online and they're seeing Nigel interview Rob and they're like, I really like those questions Nigel's asking. That's, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting story in the way he frames it. It's just another way of, differentiating yourself and explaining in greater detail why you do what you do because people want to have that connection to you Nigel and to your service and, and, and ultimately what you're trying to do. Yeah it's interesting it, as you said that it kind of popped in my head that um, I was looking at um, uh, some um, I, I, I do a little bit of exercise every so often and I try to get a little bit of support through different um, uh, organizations and through, through the running organizations, things like that. And I was looking at um, affiliate marketing, which is obviously something that's uh, around these days. And I had a look at it. And there was um, one company, um, a company called Cycle for Good. And they, um, they make um, wallets and bags from recycled um, inner tubes from bicycles and also from the side. I don't know if you have them in the States where you have the, the, the sort of thick plastic side things on trucks um, and they make different things out of those. Um, but they haven't done in Malawi. And the other part of their business is that they take old, um, the Royal Mail, which is the, the UK postal, like the US Postal Service, but we have we have bicycles instead of really big long trains. Um, <laughs> it's uh, They would uh, have these certain bicycles that we wouldn't use and they, they're kind of older ones and they over time they use them up and they refurb them and then they sell them on and then hand them out but they when they sell one in the uk they also 
send one to Malawi to allow someone to be able to travel because these bikes are like not like your normal bicycle you'd buy um, for our typical like carbon yeah. fibery type things are aluminium. These are real robust things that are kind of bomb proof. And that, and they talked about working with the people in Malawi and all that. And that kind of that, I think about that story that they told me about. If I looked at that and then they'd gone, yeah, we, we, we make things out of this and not giving me that other backstory about the tailors that they have doing it and about the, um, what the, the reasons that they, they won't quite cover the reasons why, but the fact that they were working with um, people within Malawi to try and support them, it gave me a much better insight into the minds of those people who are running the organisation. And it really made me think, actually, yeah, I like that idea. I'd never heard of them before. And I saw that they were doing that for them. I thought, right, great, I'll jump on board with that. Um, uh, link in the show notes, everyone, if, if you... Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to grab something there, they're good for anyone. And I think they only ship in the UK. Um, but uh, it, it, it was just, it, that's what just pinged me there is that there's always an, a, quite often an about bit in someone's website, isn't there? There's a understanding. Mo most of us, if we go into a, someone says, we can fix your car, there, that's it. We can provide you project management, we can do this sometimes they are transactional things like that yeah sometimes it's it's not isn't it depending on what you're, you're purchasing i suppose and that you do want to kind of feel some connection with those people running that business and if they're going to work with you yeah that's a great example nigel that you referenced and you know so you ask yourself well what was it that connected you to that content that helped you understand what they do as an organization and it's that connection to the feel good aspect of it right it's yeah. the the end result they're doing meaningful work not just in the country of their origin but around the world for the work that they do so it's the they they are taking a a problem and providing a solution which is the essence of what we all do as service providers and business does we we provide services we we solve problems but in this case articulating it clearly through the end result, through the power of story. And, and I haven't seen the concept, the content that you're referring, but I would somewhat assume you're going to see aspects of real people who benefit from getting these bicycles and, you know, seeing someone who gets this bicycle for the first time, perhaps they never had that before. And as a result, it comes from recycled goods. So you can see how that powerful story creates a really strong, authentic and genuine connection between what the service provider or the organization is trying to do with the end user and everyone who experiences that feels pretty good. And so then you have to back up and ask yourself, so why are they producing that content? Maybe it's to, to get donations, or maybe it's to provide greater awareness to get more suppliers to donate to them. And that's a key component of the storytelling is to understand why is it that we're producing this content? We're gonna we're gonna create a great story that takes you along in this journey, but ultimately, as as the content produces for this organization, what is it ultimately we're trying to do? And by the sounds of it, just listening to your reaction to it, it's working. It's getting you understanding what this organization does, and perhaps you're feeling good. Well, look at the great work that they're doing. I'm I'm gonna make a donation, or at the very least, I'm gonna get on my podcast and I'm going to talk about them. So it helps facilitate that. And, and that really is the essence of that storytelling in a nutshell. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. As a an individual, how do you um, how do you see storytelling as a skill, and how do you, and I'm not sure if you whether your um, your sort of consultation more is around helping business communicators build, communicate their business, or do you talk to to individuals about how they can improve? And use storytelling as part of their their skill set and their tools of whether it's well I say with a project manager I can see places with it but in normal manager where you've got to influence people whether it be um, their teams whether it be um, colleagues and things like that we're all and, and, and I don't want to sound too um, too uh, nefarious with it but we're all trying to persuade people 100%. For something to spend their valuable time or their valuable resources in a different way to what they may do without talking to you whether that's can you help me and my team deliver this or can you do it this way or that whatever there's always a, a an influence and is there something there that you do with you where you're advising people or if not way to do it at that, that individual level so a lot of times I work with uh, leaders of an organization, either owners of the company or presidents or senior leadership group. And then the question comes up invariably, how are we to tell our story and how do we begin and how do we influence? And I'll, I'll take the example. Most recently, I had a president of a, of a, a large organization with uh, employees all over, all over the country. So a lot of times we'd speak virtually through a camera like this. Uh, and then also there would be hybrid events. So just, you know, connecting. And what the best way to start off was to, to tell a story, even something very personal, personal uh, that helps connect. You know, talking about, you know, he referenced from a, a, a personal aspect of his life, a difficult that he went through and kind of tied it into sort of the challenge that the organization was facing and gave some level of, of humility. And what that did is it just, it connected everyone to him in a in a more uh, saw him as a as a leader, but also saw him as a person as well too in this aspect, and that's a, a strategy just to begin the topic before we get into sort of the nuts and bolts of of, of this in this case, which was a town hall. But what was interesting uh, when we've done these uh, these that sort of strategy before, especially for a wide variety audience, we'll send out surveys afterwards and other uh, measurement techniques to say to say, hey, what what worked in this, and most often is the case, what is one of the top two or three, or usually the top two things that was remembered from that presentation was that opening story. I, I remember this, I like this, it set this up. I really like the way that leader came across. And that gives that leader that confidence that, hey, I, I'm creating this greater connection. And then also, as we talked about earlier, understanding more about what we're trying to do as one cohesive unit all anchored through that power of that one particular story. So why do people, why do you think, or have you done some research on why that happens where you get those people coming back with those series, series, yeah. surveys saying, yeah, that, that story is what I heard. Why, why is that? I, I think it's because it's, it's unique. It's not something you hear every day. So, I mean, think about just even in your day-to-day -day conversations, Nigel, even within your team. Most of the time at work, as if we're, if we're talking about an internal stakeholder here, you're talking about probably the day-to-day, -day, the operations of running the firm, of the goings-on, the best practices of being a project manager. But if, let's say, 
someone in your organization, a leader, were to say, uh, share this, this, this story and relate it to the context of an initiative, you're going to remember that because it's unique, it's different, it's personal. And depending on how they tell that story and what aspects they use, whether it's using very distinct language uh, that, you know, that moves towards a call to action or employing visuals uh, or, or whatever tools they, they want to complement that story, it stands out and it creates that emotional connection to influence someone to do something or take an information or just become more in line with what that leader is saying. I think that story does that in, in a variety of ways. Yeah, I can see that. I suppose it, it, that that emotional connection is the thing, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. a kind of standing there and pointing at a graph or just saying, well, this is what we're, these are our mission statements. A lot of drawing it together and drawing that power, the, the parable kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, I suppose it, when you look at it about a lot of religious texts, a lot of the religious texts where they were teaching are done using a story um, to, to, to actually convey the point, isn't it? You could actually say the exact same facts and the exact same teaching in a very muted, factual way. And, and it doesn't stick in the mind. I've, I've got one, I've got stories, you know, in the, the Good Samaritan one, that, that story, and most people have heard it, regardless of what religion you're in, um, that you will have heard that story and it sticks in your mind, that the learning is stuck in your mind kind of thing. And it's also a great tool to reinforce. And if you indulge me in my, in my book, Storytelling for Business, The Art and Science of Creating Connection in the Digital Age, every chapter I start with a case study, an anchoring story. And the feedback that I receive uh, quite considerably from those who have read the book is that we really enjoy the opening case study. And then by design through each chapter, I refer back to the case study through the theory and the content to drive home, but it's all starting with the power of a story. And that'd be no different than if you, know, you were as a project manager and you're working with a client or you're wanting to uh, reach additional clients. So let's say there's particular aspects within project management that you're wanting to serve. Well, what's, the, what's an effective way to communicate that? You share, for example, a case study. You know, we were working with client X. They had this challenge uh, through our project management service. We worked with them and we overcame the challenge and we provided a solution. And now they are better off as a result of working with us as a project manager. And it's not really, as you say, about the transaction of, of the project manager and the client. It's really about the great work and how it makes you feel as the consumer of that story going, wow, you know, hey, if I work with Nigel, just like he did with that client, I'm feeling pretty good. They're feeling pretty good. I think I'm going to, I'm going to explore this a little bit more distinct from if you just said, hey, I have, I have service X, Y, and Z, full stop, right? Which one do you think is going to be more powerful? Another great sponsor of the show comes in the form of Air Manual. Um, Air Manual is a, well, it's a tool for documenting process, which um, and best practices. Um, uh, it's run, it's, it's a company formed by a guy, one of my uh, interviewees, uh, Alexis Kingsbury. 
Um, essentially, uh, and, I, and I kind of summarised why my view of where we see documentation, a lot of my experience has been, people will document something, a process, they'll put it in a, a Visio diagram that gets loaded onto a SharePoint site or something similar, and then a bunch of, pro that, so then once that, that diagram has been shared with senior management, they're happy they have a process in the business, but then the, the detailed procedures underneath it might be in Word documents, in, uh, just poorly kept and not linked easily and not updated. And what Air Manual does, it allows you to put in a, it's a tool for doing this kind of thing. You whack it in, uh, the service in there, get in there, put in your process, your flow, and you build it down to as low a level of detail, even to the point of checklists where people can check off they've done it. So it creates that um, uh, guided checklists, um, easy to create, easy to maintain, and all in one place. And no one's kind of rooting around to find the SharePoint. And then when you change to new SharePoint services and all that stuff, it, it's all there. So if you pop along to nigelcreaser.com slash airmanual, um, there's a bit more detail there and a link there to click on to um, go and get. I think uh, they offer a trial and things like that. So uh, uh, it, uh, it, it's something that I think uh, can easily um, reduce the amount of errors, rework, etc. within our organisation. So um, yeah, take a look. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, come back next week for part two. Speak soon. Bye. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. But you're thinking, ooh, I wonder what the next bit's going to be. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Um, you heard at the beginning of the show where I said uh, there's a way around that. So if you're really itching and you want to hear the next bit of uh, this show, uh, jump down to Patreon, have a look, find the one that's got a little lock on it, click on it, and you'll be able to get the second half, uh, along with the first half, all together. And you you won't get this annoying bit or the annoying bit at the beginning that i just uh, done as well. Um, so, yeah, give it a go. It's only a price of a coffee. Cheers. So this is my final wrap-up Every week you're going to hear this. You're going to get bored of it, but you can always click next podcast if so. Um, if you have enjoyed it, if you listen to this podcast to the end of this uh, show and you think that was great, I'd love to be able to help Nigel. out. Um, there are loads of ways you can do it. Um, the, the first and, and obvious way is to um, share the podcast. Send it out to people. Um, if you if you know colleagues and friends who'd benefit from it, you think they'd enjoy it, just send them the link. Grab one of the links send, or send them to www.nigelcreaser.com slash podcasts. That's www.nigelcreaser.com slash podcasts. And that will push them over to a, um, a link tree link and it's got all of the different ways they can consume the, the podcast. Uh, if you are feeling generous and have a big bag of cash, you could grab a copy of one of my books. Obviously, um, uh, they're available in all the usual places, and print and, and, and digital. Again, jump on the website, 
www.nigelcreaser.com slash shop and that will give you a list of all the different ways that you can contribute um, and, and grab copies of the book also got um, links to all my guests books on there as well where I get a little bit of a kickback from them um, if you are of a sporting mind um, I have a number through doing some of my um, judo and, and running uh, antics uh, I've managed to secure a few um, uh, affiliate links and affiliates uh, there as well so in there somewhere in the sponsors page there's links to those as well so clicking onto those and grabbing uh, your if you're with it if you're looking to uh, get super fit then that would be fabulous as well and I get a little kickback from those uh, I have a patreon account it's patreon.com slash sunday lunch pm uh, so again you can ping something in there buy me a coffee or whatever and finally obviously the most important is coming back coming back listen again um, because uh, the more of you that come back uh, the more uh, visibility I get because there's more times that it's downloaded and all the SEO works and things like that so yeah that's it so uh, if you can help me out I would be much appreciated if you can't don't worry about it thank you very much cheers now bye uh, my latest uh, the, the, the latest uh, affiliate that I've got on the show now is Riverside um, I use Riverside to do my interviews Riverside FM um, <clears throat> it kind of offers you a whole if you like micro studio management producer tool and, and, and goes beyond that has a really good free layer <clears throat> and I um, I've been using it for a while now I find it really good when I've had issues even though I'm not on one of the higher paid levels the support has been quick responsive and, and, and of high quality and, and people keen to help me uh, the organization seems really good the product seems really intuitive um, and uh, quality is really good as well. And they, it's, it's a clever way of doing it is when you're, you're recording through your browsers, so you've not got loads of desktop resources being used compared to some other products that I've used. Um, and what they also do is they do a, um, they stream a, a lower quality version of it up onto uh, as you're doing the interview, so you're not burning bandwidth while you're doing the interview and potentially uh, impacting on the quality of the conversation. Uh, and then at the end, it uploads it, uh, the, the higher quality from your browser. Um, I mean, it, it's just a really good way of doing it. So um, if you are um, thinking of doing a podcast, and you're supposed to do a podcast, I, I would recommend using this tool. I find it really good. Best, best of the tools that I've tried using um, today. And you can get that at nigelcreaser.com slash riverside and that will redirect you to uh, my kickback page uh, on their site and there I will get a little kickback uh, from them. So um, take a look. Thanks. Well, it's goodbye from me, Nigel Creaser, and it's goodbye from him, the Sunday Lunch PM. Goodbye. <laughs>